ora and welcome to Inside Netball. Courtney Tidy, Jenny Woods, Adine Wilson. We know the ANZ Premiership Grand Final. The big dance is between the Mystics and the Tactics. Your thought on the Tactics win over the Steel? I loved it. And I thought it was a terrific game. And I thought that second quarter that the Tactics pulled out over the Steel was out, you know, just outstanding. I thought they would win because you only had to look at the three games they've had this year. When they've had all their players, they've been too good. I feel like you said it was going to be the steel in our last podcast. That was before I looked. No. <laughs> I think we said that last week, but then at the game, I feel like we said tactics. <laughs> OK, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Well, I will freely admit I thought it was going to be the steel. I may have been a little bit swayed by the fact that my heart lies in the deep south, but absolute credit to the tactics, the way they played, their defence superb. They just shut down that connection we've talked so much about between Fisher and Maturo, Karen Berger, Jane Watson, simply outstanding. And then down the other end, Tapia Selby Rickett, she stepped up when it counted and I think she was for me a big turning point in that match and she's going to be another key if they're going to beat the Mystics. She will and it also felt like the Tigers took a little while for them to get into the game but once they did they just sort of started to hit their strides. They've played the Mystics three times this season. The Mystics have won twice. So your thoughts on the grand final? Well, I just wonder how important um, one of the, the key mid-quarters for the tactics, and she is an Aucklander, Simone Nathan. Actually, they're both Aucklanders, aren't they? She and uh, Ericana Peterson. Nathan was outstanding the other day, and uh, I think she will be absolutely key. Um, I think she said after the match, you know, I'm sure she'll bring along a few people that will be... Well, I wasn't quite sure which way she was thinking that they would be cheering, but um, I do think the Mystics will probably be too strong but uh, gee it's one of those it's the final that you think I'd you know I do hope that we get out the other thing that I think the Mystics will be too strong they've got a lot of depth they've got a big bench and in the last time they played you know they pulled out everyone uh, whereas the tactics I don't think changed a soul so um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, the option that the tactics have, right, is that wing attack position, Simone Nathan, Etikana Pennison. They didn't even need to go to Etikana in the game against the Steel. That radar, we talk about it with Peter Toyaba. Well, Simone Nathan was doing the same at what we've seen Peter do. She was turning, she was looking into Bird, and you've got to really hand it to Ellie Bird. Start of the season, those hands at times, she would drop ball, she would get pushed out the back of that of that back baseline. She now has absolutely turned into, you know, a real threat under the goal. You cannot push her over easily. She will not drop a ball very often. So if Ellie Burr can play like she did against the steel, I think the Mystics have got something to worry about, even when you've got someone like Sully Fitzpatrick marking her. If we look at the tactics defence uh, on the weekend, it was great, like you said, but the last time they played the Mystics in round 15, they got into a jumping match and trying to stop that ball from Grayson Wacky. What do they need to do? Well, yeah, good question. I mean, I think the, the problem that the tactics are going to have is that lack of choice, I think, in, in substitutions. Because actually we saw it the other night um, in the elimination final for the Steel, because I remember turning to Anna Stanley in commentary and saying, well, look, the, the Steel in that second quarter when they scored, what, five, five goals? goals yeah. I said, you know, what Ouch. do you do? And that she's, 
Anna said that the problem is the steel have no options. And I just worry that that might be the situation that the tactics find themselves in. Yeah, well, they can't get into a jumping match. That's the that's the key. You cannot get in a jumping match with Grace Nwicky. Not only is she, I don't know how many centimetres taller than Jane Watson, mm. but she can jump herself. It's not like she's tall and just stands there and takes it. She's, she can jump. I think she's a high jumper as well. She was, she yes. Was a high Champion high well. jumper. So she's just, as an athlete, you can't get into that battle. And that's where you're going to have to start picking off a few of the tactics, the players around Grace. You know, how much focus then shifts to shutting down, whether it's Bailey Mess or Phil DeVue, whether you've got to shut down Lisa other, and also Taylor Earl. We've always talked about the connection that Earl and Grace Nwicky have. They've played a lot of netball together. They've come through, was it under-21s? New Zealand Super Yes, they have. Yep. Together. Oh, they've played a lot of school stuff together. Yep. And, and that's the worry. You talk about shutting down Peta, but is that when Taylor Earl's just going to step up and be that one that's going to feed Grace Nwicky? So they have got a lot of firepower in that attacking end for the Mystics. It's going to be a massive task for the tactics to shut it down. But, you know, um, Charlotte Alley, she's been good at wing defence, so she, it's certainly within her grasp of shutting them down. I wonder too, though, you know, um, we're talking about those uh, various shooters, but in that round 15 game between the Mystics and the Tactics, you know, Saviour Tui came on mm. at the end. I mean, is that just a case of showing off just how many players we have that we could put out there? Well, they put everyone out there, didn't they? They did, they game? did. They Every, got the whole, whole yeah, squad, whole squad on. on. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, are you happy with the two teams in the grand final? Because it's been a very tight competition, but we've seen uh, teams drop off like the stars, but the back end teams are peaking at the right time. Are you happy? Are these the two strongest team in the grand final? Yes, I think these two teams absolutely deserve to be there. Um, we've talked about 18 years of Premiership netball. We've never seen an Auckland team win it. They get to play at home. We're hoping everyone needs to get to this final. The bigger the crowd, the better. It will help both teams. It also helps for an amazing atmosphere. They certainly deserve to be there. They certainly deserve to have it at home. And I love the fact that there's also, also a Southern team. It just adds that little bit extra element. North versus South, we love those sort of battles. Yeah, and of course, if the tactics do win, I mean, that'll be the first time they've won. So, either which way, we're going to get a new winner. And um, yeah, there's always just that extra little bit of niggle, isn't there, when it's uh, north south? All right, time now to hear from the captain of the Mystics, Salu Fitzpatrick. For 18 years, a premiership title has eluded the Mystics. How do you ensure 2021 is history making? Um, I think number one for us is to. Um, is discipline. Um, that's been huge for us this whole season. Um, so discipline to do our own job, discipline to stick to processes, um, and discipline to execute our game plans um, for the whole game. Um, at times I feel we lapsed, um, even probably in that um, game in, um, in Christchurch, um, and also in, especially in that game um, before against Pulse. Um, so that's our focus um, coming into Sunday. Uh, and also um, for us to not be our own worst enemy, um, being from Auckland and playing for Auckland for so in different years, um, I feel like that's always been the downfall. Um, and it doesn't help. Um, yeah, it doesn't help when you, you let yourself down. I, and I think that's sometimes what makes it hardest as athletes, but also probably for people watching as well, which um, has been the theme that people seem to be like, you know, they've had, they got the team on paper or, um, so I think if we can stick to processes um, and focus on, in the moment, executing what we say we're going to do, then um, 
I think it should be a good thing. I mean, what will it mean for Auckland Netball and your fans that, as you spoke about, they've been hanging in there, they've been faithful for a very long time? Uh, uh, it's so hard because you don't want to get ahead of yourself. But I'm I'm proud already that we're there. I think that we even get to be there on Sunday and to play and to play at home um, with with the people that have got us there, the village and um, behind the scenes that have got us there. I think we're really blessed. So I I feel that we need to celebrate that. Um, and I think the biggest thing we can do to to repay that faith um, and all the work that's gone on in the background is to play a product of netball that we're proud of. Um, and because we're lucky, we just get to play. We do get to do the fun stuff. So it's up to us to make it fun. Um, and fun is doing things well. Um, it's not fun when you're not doing what um, what you commit to do or what you've worked so hard all season on. Um, so if we can deliver an, on that end, um, then I think that's the best thing we can do as players. Lots of chat about the way to beat the Mystics is shutting down Peta and Grace. How are the coaches ensuring that they counter this? Um, it's funny because we talk about it all the time as a team. Um, that that's a perception that people see. Um, they don't. A lot of people think. Even some people think that only Peter Peter can only feed a feed a um, a tall shooter. But people, if you watch her game, she is explosive. She reads the game three phases ahead it wouldn't matter what's on the other end. So um, I think in that aspect, I think um, sometimes people can narrow our game plan to oh, quite one dimensional, which is all right. Um, but, I, but I think that that's testimony to the strength that Grace is and how dominant she's been this season. Um, and also Peter as well. So I can see how people see that. Um, pe but people um, don't realize the work that Bays is actually doing. Um, so she's actually really strong for us and our game plan um, is she's really important to that um, also Taze um, she's really good at balancing um, and she's really good at playing um, filling space so I think um, the biggest thing for us is that we all do our own job um, I know that pe if people are going to target certain players the best thing we can do is be strong as a collective um, and to all do our own job and not try and babysit or compensate and just do our own job. That's the same with Peta too. So <laughs> because she loves the pressure, sometimes she wants the ball in hand all the time. So sometimes you have to tell her, move, like go away, go down, get down the court, you're too far. Um, but she's good because she takes it. Um, and she knows that performance conversations and what happens in the game stays in the game. Um, so I think the key is that every person on the court, whether it's one minute or 60 minutes, and that you do your own job first. You've got a big job. You're potentially going to be marking Ali Bird. I mean, how do you stop those long bombs into Bird? Yeah. I actually think I actually think she's been really strong in this back end of the season, the second half of the season. The improvement that she's had has been really good. She's actually got her hold very strong. She's she's holding her space really well. Um, and the timing of the feed into her and her holding her space has been really good. Um, and so I've noticed that, like, a huge difference from the first half of the season. So I think that's um, – I also think the release of – the ball release into her is really good as well. They're letting it go before the D have time to set up. So I think um, it comes down to the pressure. I think that we can set up the front um, on the earliest phases to accumulate that pressure 
and to make sure that that feed-in um, is pressured or there's um, gives us at the back a bit of time. Um, I also know as well for myself that um, I need to do my own job first. Sometimes I get caught up in other things, um, worrying about everything else, um, but focusing on my own job first. Um, I know it's going to be tough, um, but looking forward to it. Talking about you, you've played in finals netball, you've won finals netball. Is this what keeps you playing, you know, that pressure of playing in these do or die games? Uh, it's actually my my fiance who's kept me playing. I wanted to retire probably before I went to, I really didn't want to go to Wellington, like really, really badly didn't want to go to Wellington. I didn't want to leave home. I'm, I'm a comfortable person, so I like to stay where it's comfortable. But that's been that was the best thing for me. So I'm really blessed with my partner and parents and family. Um, and I guess these are the treats and these are the things that come from that, the fruits of all the hard work. And I feel very strongly that the hard work isn't just about us players. So, for example, for us this season, we had someone like Grace Kukutai who came in and saved us when we needed for those two weeks. Um, we've had Fee come in on the back end of the season to cover us for some illness and sickness cover. Um, so I feel really strongly that it's it's a collective and the village that's got us here. And so we're really, really blessed to even be on that court in the final. So how lucky are we? Um, so I'm really excited that we get that opportunity to have some fun because um, not everyone gets to play final. Um, and not everyone gets the opportunity to win or lose that um so for us to even get the opportunity is big. The other opportunity that's um, knocking on the door for you two days after the final, the Silver Ferns are announced. Um, you know, what's your feeling ahead of that? And, and particularly because your name's been thrown out there as a potential captain. Uh, I feel like I'm still green and international, um, just in terms of experience. Yes, I know I, my debut was young, but I, I'm only now... Um, I guess in my late 20s, I'm now comfortable in that international speed of the game and, um, and understanding what my strengths are. Um, I feel like that's largely because of Knowles. She's very much focused on what each player's strengths are. She doesn't really care what you can't do. Um, she cares about what you can do, um, and that's good and ugly. Um, so I think I'm now comfortable in my skin, and that's come with life things as well. Um, so uh, with that, I have not not thought about that but I'm very happy with in terms of in the Ferns environment um, they've made it so Meals has worked from the top down to make sure that everyone gets to lead in some form or another so I think whoever ends up leading the team that will be fine and they'll be looking after the seat nice, keeping it nice and warm for when Meals returns um, I see her as our leader um, whether she's carrying babies um, or when she's ready to return um, so I feel very comfortable whoever takes that spot that and we'll all get in behind them and follow suit. Well, great to hear from Sulu there. And Jenny, you're impressed by the things that she said. Yeah, well, I was particularly taken with what she was talking about, Ellie Bird, and how that her game has grown. And I was fascinated because in that in that elimination final, you had George Fisher at one end of the court who sort of glides around the you know the shooting circle, and then you've got Ellie Bird who, let's face it, doesn't glide. She's quite awkward. But at the end of that game, they had exactly the same stats. You know, 39 from 41, I think, um, and. So so you just think she is a very easy player to underestimate. Well, her partner in the shooting circle is Tapia Selby-Rickett, and we also caught up with her.
ATP, you've made the grand final for the second time. If you think back to last year, you lost that final against the Pulse. How much motivation will that give you this week? Yeah, huge motivation. We're really disappointed we didn't win that game last year. Um, we've worked so hard this year, all the pre-season games, fitness sessions, everything. We planned for this. We wanted to be here. So it's huge, it's huge for us, and we really want to win that. The Mystics haven't made a grand final in 14 years. You can, if you can beat the Steel at their fortress in Invercargill, how much confidence will that give you going away and playing at Spark Arena? Yeah, it definitely gives us a lot of confidence, but we know how good the Mystics have been this year. I think they've been building every year. Um, they've finally got their connections. They're really clicking this year. Grace is playing amazing. Petra's feeding her really well, and their defence end are getting a lot of ball. So it's going to be a really huge ask for us, but we're, um, we're up for it. Where are some tweaks that you guys can put in your game to really get one up over the Mystics? Because your attack end at times, a little bit laboured today. Yeah, I think also our turnover to score. Um, you know, obviously with them, it's really hard to get ball off them. So the ball we do get, we need to make sure we're scoring it. Um, so yeah, I think turnover, turnover to score and making sure um, our, us attackers are scoring the ball we do have and looking after our position. Must be an easy watch for your parents next week. I mean, how do they sit there today watching two sisters? I mean, will you get the extra phone call here today? Yeah, well, I'm Dad's favourites. So nah. um, yeah, it must be nice for them knowing that someone's going to win. So they were able to book tickets to the final before the game anyway. So, yeah, it's really cool for them to be able to go around the country watching us play. Netball in Canterbury is such a proud region. I mean, how important would it be to get the win? Yeah, and it just shows by the crowds we've been getting this year. We've been pretty, getting, much, getting pretty much sold out crowds every single game and they've really been getting behind us. So it would be really awesome for us to be able to go up there um, and, and win this for them as well. And you particularly, you've got a, you've had, you've got a big season, you know, Silver Fern selections. Uh, you've been in a few grand finals. Your experience is going to be huge. What will you want to get out of the final? Yeah, I just want to be reliable for my team. Like you said, I've been around for a while now, so it's about being able to step up in the crucial moments um, and being a leader in the tap down the attacking end. Confident you can win it? 100%. <laughs> Well, thank you for your time, Topaya. And for me, she's someone that really needs to step up in the grand final. We saw it on the weekend, but she needs to do it again. Absolutely. And um, she needs that connection with Bird because, you know, I have felt at times that they can work quite separately. And I thought in that that semi-final or the elimination final they did have more of that connection they need to do that against the Mystics because they need to be able to separate the Mystics defence so that defence can't work as a pack against Bird, they have to be able to make sure she's drawing out Cardin Berger so Cardin's having to go and look for ball so she's got to keep Berger busy if she's going to really step it up and she's got to be able to have that confidence too, to turn, go to post and put it through the hoop Someone else who I thought was impressive in the elimination final was Kimiura Poi because she kept Kate Heffernan quite quiet. We've seen Heffernan get all these intercepts and everything, but I thought it was a great battle in the middle, probably won by Poi in my opinion. Yeah, I think it would have been close, although I, I agree with you and I think Heffernan was quiet. She's been one of my players of the year, Kate Heffernan. Just, it's the way she, um, she just zooms through for ball. Clear, you know, She's just beautiful to watch and I will be very keen to see if she makes that Silver Fern squad um, in a few days. Uh, Mary Andalini Hoshek, she's done a great job and she said that they do need to step up this weekend for the grand final. Well, you mean the coaches or yes, the no, team? No, sorry, as in her team, but Mary Andalini Hoshek, she's done a great job with the touch. Oh, checks. absolutely. Um, and I think she, well, she's barely put a foot wrong, has she? I mean, she's, and she's had a few things to, um, uh, what's the word, battle with, you know, those early. Mm you know, three, injuries, it, three rounds of injuries. And yeah. I mean, what must she have been thinking in that first game, um, opening round, yes. and they go down to Invercargill and they lose by 
18. <laughs> 18 goals. Um, and I wondered if she probably thought, oh, God, that was going to be tough, but I don't think she probably thought it was going to be that tough. But back they have come, and um, she should be pretty pretty pleased with herself. As should her assistant coach, Julie Seymour. And the word coming mm. out of the camp is she is that tactical nouse in that um, tactics team. And that doesn't surprise me. Played with her for many years. She's a clever, clever player. She's a thinker. She's a leader herself. She was captain the Silver Ferns. And so no surprises that she has such a massive influence on those game plans, how she looks and analyses the other teams. And, and actually Annie Stanley had a great chat with her about the structure of the week and, and I won't go through and explain how the week set out but you can just see the amount of thought that goes into it about what happens on what day when it's focused on just the team when it's focused on the other team when it's focused on refining those little bits and I just thought wow it, it, it sold me and I thought wow very clever coaching combination and is, is the fact that they're mates yeah, or they yeah. appear to be mates I mean how many coaching combinations have we seen this year that perhaps yeah. haven't worked what do you think? I feel, oh, there's oh, been a couple there's of been a couple. Has, But I think one that has worked is the Mystics because Helene Wilson and Rob Wright, that combination together, it's clearly worked. Well, I throw that back at you. I mean, you know Rob <laughs> Wright. You know what he's brought. Yeah, and he's exactly like Julie Seymour, probably the best tactical coach I've ever had. And they just add that element where they can focus on that. They can say, change this, change that. I think we've seen it with the Mystics. We know he said, add an extra pass in, get to the circle edge. And it just makes all the difference. It does, and that's where they're playing. Yes, they throw on those long bombs, but they're making the right choices at the right times, the Mystics, which, you know, arguably in the past yes. they haven't. You've gone, why did you throw that ball? <laughs> or, so it's very clever that they have just been able to be in that position now of making those right choices. And again, it goes back to what Sulu talks about, those honest, high-performance conversations. And when you get in and you create a team environment that you feel comfortable to say, hey, that was a crap pass, that's not good enough, and without taking it personally, you almost get the impression that's where the mystics have got to, and I wonder if that's what the difference is in this year. And I like that line. It was a performance conversation, wasn't it, that she said, and it's basically what's happens on court stays on court and I thought yeah that's cool actually and that also makes me think of there were occasions in that elimination final I felt when the ball from I think it was from Poi often should have gone in should yeah, have gone yes. in faster yeah. and I wonder if that's something that the tactics will be working on this week I think if they listen to our commentary on Netball Zone, that they might they might take uh, our hints. Okay, speaking of coaches, big news. Yvette McClausen Jury, she has been announced as the Pulse coach for next year. She kept it a secret from us, but great news, I believe. Well, I now know why she wouldn't come and have a drink with us at all <laughs> over the weekend. She kept her distance. Yes. Um, yeah, it is. It, and it's for a year, so you do get the impression that it's a you know, tied me over sort of, well, you know, tied the club over. Um, I wonder what it will mean for Katrina Rory, mm. who has moved to Rotorua, which is magic country. Um, will she commute down? But then, I've, as I understand it, the, the, um, the Pulse have a centralised, you know, training set up or what have you. And so, look, who knows? But, oh, look, I think it's, she's probably the answer to what they need just to settle them all down.
Very clever, very, very clever when it comes to contracting. You know, we know the players love her. Um, she has the ability to attract these players that she's coached before, so I think a very, very clever move to put her in there. You know, we know this year was a hard year. We know the last 18 months is a hard year, and if they had been looking overseas and looking for those um, other coaches, you know, it makes it very tricky, right, in this world environment that we're in. So good to put her in place. I think she'll attract the right player because she's there and it will, we'll wait and see what the long-term plan is for the Pulse. Is the right player to attract back Saviour Tui because we've seen her on the bench for the Mystics. She hasn't got much court time. We've seen her. Uh, she's been part of the Pulse system but then also got to take into account will Amelia Anna Canasio come back to the Pulse? Yes, or do you also pull back Tiana Maturo? I mean, oh, that would be hard to pull her away now. And w well, you would think so. George Fisher has signed again with the, um, with the steel. But there's a lot of very exciting young shooters that originally came out of Wellington. And, you know, they're big on homegrown players. Uh, they've got to hang on to them. And, or, as you say, courts get them back. Yeah, and she deserves court time, Saviour Tui. Mm. And I know it's been hard because, mm. um, you know, you have got um, Vilda Fui and you've had um, Bailey Mess, so to get court time in the Mystics, that's why if I was Saviour Tui, I'd be looking somewhere else because she could be like Tiana Maturo has been this year. If she gets that opportunity, maybe it's down with the magic. Who knows? We have got Kiana Williams is there. Imagine those two together. Mm. Have we seen Kiana? Wow. Did they play together? For under-21s or anything? I feel like they're a similar age. Well, maybe. the under-21s got robbed, didn't they? Yes, that, they did. That world youth And that's true of that McCall's injury would have well, been Well, that's right. As well. But I think there's so much more in that picture, isn't there? Because all these kids, or a lot of them, are, you know, are studying. or yeah. uh, And yeah. that is, I think, quite a significant factor in their decision-making, which is yeah. as it should be. Silver Fern Selections, it's going to be on August 10th. Now, the big ones for me, the goal attack and the wing attack position. We'll start with the goal attack position. It's obviously Milena Canasio is out. She won't be back in time. Tapia Selby-Rickett, you've got Bailey Mez, you've got Monica Faulkner also, who's just come back from injury. So the goal attack position, how well, do you feel? I would put... We've just been talking about it. I would put Maturo in, I think, just... And, I do, and you see, it's awful. You can't put somebody in unless you are prepared to take someone out, obviously. Um, but I just... I wonder if Monica Faulkner hasn't had enough court time this mm. season just because of that injury. And I don't know if that's how they look at it, but really, I think, I think Maturo has done enough to, to earn a call-up. I absolutely do. And for me, when you look at the goal attack, you've got to look at the goal shoot at the yes. same time. And for me, an absolute must-have is Grace... Wicker. Yes. Whether she makes it or not, it'll be interesting because we know there's been a lot of talk around um, players have to meet fitness standards for selection. We're unsure whether she has or hasn't met those standards. I hope she has because she would be my absolute first pick. And from there, I would then look at the goal attack. Yes, I agree. Tiana Maturo. I'd love to see those two play together, Wicker and Tiana Maturo. But the next one I'd go for would be Tapia. I know she's had her, her struggles and she's had her injuries, injuries over the last 18 months, but there's something that just pulls me back to her because you, you know what skills she's got. She has got the skill set to be there. We just need to see her step it up in that black dress. I do think this is a good time to give those sorts of people opportunity. This isn't a big year when it comes to any... There's no Commonwealth Games this year. They're building up to World Cup. So start trying these combinations. My Wilson still has to be in your conversation. You know, she can play goal attack as well. Would that take 
some of the pressure off her if she was out in that goal attack role from from that shooting role, which we know she had a few few yips in the late in the season. So so many people um, that are part of the conversation, and we know Jen, you're always a fan of Bailey Mess. No, well, I am just wondering if this season might be the last. For no, I don't know. I would agree with you though about Maya Wilson. I don't think you drop her just because. No. She had a you know a wobble in form. Um, it will be interesting, I think, just to see how Mears plays in the grand final, um, or even if she plays, because they started with Vilda the other day and Vilda did well. So it will be fascinating to see what the the coaches. Yeah, staff the coaches certainly do seem to like. I think they see her as a very safe pair of hands. Mm. Perhaps not so much under the hoop, but certainly in general play and winning ball. So. I don't know, we'll have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see. You speak of combinations, if Tapaya is there, we know she's got a great connection with Gina Crampton uh, from the Steel days and also being down south together, which brings up the wing attack position. Oh. You've got a world champion, Gina Crampton. You've got Petra Tuiava, who's been one of the best wing attacks uh, in form. Then you've also got Debs when she was on Netball Zone, kept bringing up Whitney Soonis. Then you've got Shannon Saunders. Who else? Because Sam Winders. Sam Winders, yes, yeah. Claire Kirsten. What, Kate Heffernan. Kate Heffernan, all the middies. But the wing attack position is crucial. Of course it is. The, you know, most important position. But <laughs> I'm going to say that because once upon a time, wing attack. Go, Jen, I'll let you go first. Well, no, I haven't really got so much to say because I was never in that, um, that <laughs> strata. But um, I, I do have a soft spot for Whitney Soonis. And I, I was really interested to hear Debs talk about that, um, that ability. But then I think, do you really... Would you ever really, in an international against Australia, consider putting Sunas into the shooting circle? I don't think so. No. no. So I don't know about but that. Handy in a Commonwealth Games will come where situation. you can take some pressure off. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me. Um, I would start with Gina Crampton. I know the stars, you know, they fault, defaulted at the end and, and it went. But she's tried and true. We know what she can do. Um, she's used to, if it is Grace at the back at goal shoot, we're used to seeing her feed Anjanelle Fowler once upon a time. She's also lets those high balls into Tamar Wilson. So I think she is a very safe pair of hands in that wing attack position. But... I love the flair of Sunis. I love mm. the flair of Peter Tuiava. Yes. Again, Tuiava, whether those fitness standards, whether that conversation comes into it, which may or may not rule but her she out. she hasn't faulted this season, though, has she, in terms no. of fitness? And no. I, I, that we know. We don't no, know what we, well, she's... Well, yeah. I'm, I'm just going from what I've seen on court. Yeah. She, you know, plays out games unless she's yeah. gone off with an injury well, or something. She hasn't but looked unfit, that's no. for sure. <laughs> and she's, Remember when she did that she's press just off? Right yeah. on her. Yes. <laughs> she's oh, strong, no doubt about that. But I just, I go back to when she got her chance. Was that last year or the year before? Might have been two, I don't, gosh, and she just got shut down. By the by, the Aussie midquarters, and I just wonder, do you give her another chance? And I just wonder if you might. Well, again, is now the time to give mm, these people yeah. a chance? She's already got that connection with um, Wiki, and also, but you've got to put Shannon Saunders in the conversation. She almost won us uh, a World Cup. You know, yes. she was so cool, calm, and collected um, when she was in that semi-final, wasn't it? It again? was, yes. You know, so how can you look past Shannon Saunders? So to me, that is going to be the trickiest thing for the Silver Ferns is finding space for these mid-quarters, because again, Sam Winders. How yes. do you not yeah. pick her in your team? So, oh. And you'd always have her do the post-match speech. Yes. Yeah, her or Sulu. Sulu's very good as <laughs> yes. well. So, so if you're going to go Saunders and Winders, does that leave space for Claire Kirsten at all? Because she's Ooh. another one. And she's one, perhaps, too, who has suffered a little bit by being in a team that's underperformed. Yeah. 
But I, I don't know that that's fair. I mean, I'm sure they take it. The coaches are experienced. They must take all that into account. Um, but And then you think back to that Constellation Cup squad earlier in the year. They only had three defenders, didn't they? They had Berger, yes. Yes, uh, Watson and, and Fitzpatrick. Yes. So do you... No, no I don't know if that gives you any space. No, because I would put Kate Heffernan in there. Yeah. I, I really am very keen on Heffernan. And she does, she can cross the wing defence centre position. Yes. Have we seen her at wing attack? We have. I don't Not know so we much. have, have we? So she's more wingy. She's a defensive centre. Wingy centre. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh, look, so many headaches. But I do think those two positions in particular will cause a lot of headaches. Goal attack, wing attack, who makes it. But yeah, I do think this is the year to give it a chance um, because... You know, we all love to win a Constellation Cup, but it's not quite like a Commonwealth Games or. Well, we don't yes. do it very often, do we? No, we let's, don't. Let's, yes, lock it in the cupboard and throw away the key. <laughs> it is the grand final, the ANZ Premiership Grand Final at Spark Arena on Sunday, August eighth. Get there, get your tickets. If not, it will be live on Sky Sport and also Prime. But from inside Netball, thank you so much.